0: Hi, and welcome to the Internet Radio Podcast. Um, I'm Jamie, and I'm, I'm with James. And Hi there. Today, we join with Gerald Main, um, the award-winning broadcaster with over 30 years' experience and presenter at BBC Radio Cambridgeshire, who joins us to discuss how to present morning shows, what goes into local radio, and tips on editing. So, thanks for taking the time to chat with us.
1: Not a problem. Delighted to be part of your new setup and your new studio.
2: Yeah, this is our brand-new studio, which we've never recorded in... Well, apart from little tests, this is the first bit of content to go out, so it's very exciting.
1: Yeah. So brilliant. If you're listening to this, it's been a total success. <laughs> <laughs>
2: JB's JB's in charge and are slightly nervous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> although everything seems to be going fine
0: so far, so that's good. I think yeah, everything, everything's, everything's good. Right, um, Gerald, can you tell us a little bit about yourself to to get us started and how you broke into into the industry?
1: Blimey, that's a long story because I've been doing this for an awful long time. <laughs> um, I guess if you really want the long, long story, I'll do the short story. But the long, long story is, uh, and I think it's an important point. At seven years old, my dad gave me a radio. And I think that's how everyone getting into radio should begin, by listening to uh, radio. So that's kind of how it all started. Dad gave me a radio when I was about seven and uh, I listened to it quite a lot and not for a moment imagining that at some stage I might play a part in it all, but uh, eventually I did. I went to university at York, they had a student station. And they had fantastic figures for my show, mainly because I compiled the audience figures myself. So that's was, that was why I had the most enormous figures, about three, I think it was. Uh, but I never knocked uh, community radio, hospital radio, student radio, because uh, what you learn in that environment is basically gives you the grounding for anything else that you go on to from there. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: student radio was was the start for me. I then moved on to joining the BBC as a station assistant in Blackburn and then moved around local, various local stations, uh, did some regional stuff and a bit of regional tally and stayed with the BBC a long time and left um, about a year, 18 months ago.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, you you mentioned then um, in your first in your first show, what, what was it like presenting your first radio show? Like I am, well, I, it feels like I'm kind of presenting my first radio show now because really. Because yeah, of the new studio. Yeah, because of the new studio. Um, but what what was it what was it like for you presenting your first ever show?
1: My first ever show at University Radio York was um, was on the fifth of November, and I remember the date well because the opportunity came around because there was some big party on at the the um, at the university because it was bonfire night, and they couldn't get anyone else to do it, and they said oh you know everyone's everyone's going to this party tonight. Is anyone free? And I said, I'll do it, I'll do it. And that was my first show. Jumped so not take the chance. Again, good lesson learned there. Take every opportunity that, that comes, even if it means missing out on a good party. Yeah. And I was petrified, but um, as, the, the, when I worked in, in BBC Local Radio, I spent a couple of years working in their training department, and there used to be a big banner across, the, uh, across one of the studios saying... Um, what did it say? Uh, it's only rock and roll, nobody dies. That's what it, <laughs> it said. It's only rock and roll, nobody dies. And I've always sort of taken that as, as being a good lesson, really. It's only rock and roll, this is not brain surgery. You know, yeah. if you press the wrong button, um, no one's going to die as a result of it. But yeah, sure, I was uh, petrified, but it's only rock and roll, mm. nobody dies.
2: It's a good good bit of advice, really, because I think listeners realise as well these days, more so maybe than, you know, 30 years ago that people are human and mistakes are made and I think mistakes on air don't have as much uh, uh, weight attached to them as they did a while ago. Mm.
1: I, think that's, I think that's probably true. Um, Although you still got to know what you're doing, I think, obviously. Yeah, because I, one of the big rules I think uh, in radio, I'm always a bit uh, worried about talking about rules, but I think it is a big thing in radio is the first rule of radio should be uh, don't embarrass your audience and if you're making mistake after mistake and then constantly back referencing the mistake you made 20 minutes ago you're embarrassing your audience I had I was uh, covering for um, uh, a guy on a BBC station recently I was doing a drive time show and everything went down the computers went down and I always have I've done this for 30 odd years whenever I go into a studio uh, wherever it is I always take a CD in and uh, so I took, took a CD in computer went down I thought well if not, all else fails I can always press the button on the CD and, and someone hurried me out of a studio and said go and sit over in another studio I think it, that one's working and um, it wasn't and I didn't have a CD and I ended up just yakking for eight <laughs> minutes and it was life <laughs> your life sort of flashes before you and at <laughs> first you're sort of very nervous and, and the heart is Pumping away, and then mm. after a while, you just think, You know what? It's only rock and roll, nobody dies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it hacked me off for, for a couple of days afterwards. The listeners forget like that, they just mm. forget like that. So, yeah, um, make mistakes, you will do, but don't harp on about them. Twenty minutes later, uh, as I think some of the really big names in the profession, uh, there've been examples of that recently, when even on network, it's just gone on and on and on. Get on with it! People want to be entertained. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And um, so, um, so recently, uh, you returned to um, to BBC Radio, uh, Cambridge. I think, um, I think it was last month, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, um, it was. Um, it was a funny thing, really. I left the BBC having been. An editor of a couple of radio stations and uh, I was the producer of a, a syndicated program that went across all local radio and decided it was the right time to leave and spent a year, 18 months, doing my own thing, which I still do, um, training and coaching and Bit of media uh, media skills work when I can get it. That's great work. Mm-hmm. Media skills work is great work. Doesn't come up often, but boy, it pays well. So, um, and then I got a chance. To, uh, having worked at Cambridge, the editor there said, "You know, actually, if you want to come and do a bit with us, then that would be great." And I said, "Yeah, I'd be delighted," because I used to work there back in the day, and um, it's quite nice to be able to go in to a studio. And if you've been training all week just to go in and try and do it, of course yeah. you know people say, "No, oh, you didn't say what you did on there it wasn't the same as you said in the training room." Well, <laughs> that's life too. So, what, but what, it, uh, <laughs> it's a good experience just to go back into the studio and and, and press the buttons and make yeah. the mistakes that everyone else does. Just, just getting back into it.
0: I mean, what were some of, like the first? Uh, what were some of the challenges you you, you faced when you, you when you were coming back to it? Was it fresh, or, or do was it like you, you knew what you were doing? And it was like right this is it, I'm going to do it now. And you knew where all the buttons were, or were you a bit
1: um, The BBC, BBC, which is very much kind of my background, um, they're going through various technical um, refurbs of their studios, and although I hadn't done an awful lot on air for for donkey's years, uh, they have a a new system called Vylor, working in half of their stations, and and various old forms uh, of systems working elsewhere and um it was just getting my head around where i was and what i was doing and uh, uh but a, a studio is a studio and you just got to go in and and do the basics you just got to go in and rehearse and you go in and practice and, and so i spent a fair amount of time doing what everyone should do if you're getting into the business: is, is just go into a studio Make sure you're not on air and just play. So, so that's what I was doing. I just played a lot. Still made you know a few mistakes. Mm. But some of the things that uh, I was surprised by how quickly some of the things came back, and just finding the finding your radio voice. I don't mean sort of sounding like a disc jockey, mate. <laughs> um, but just finding your radio voice and finding the speed. One yeah. of the other things that I always do when I go into a studio is is um, I get a post-it and I put it somewhere near the microphone, and, and it has two words on it: "Slow down." And um, I've done that for about thirty years because, for me, everyone's different, but for me, probably a bit like now, I'm going a little bit faster than I should do. So, um, but finding finding the voice um, wasn't a challenge, and, and actually I found it quite quickly, and, and it was. Uh, I remembered quite quickly how much fun it was.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, some people um, get up in the morning and, and uh, they have they have some bad days. I mean, and we all have some bad days from time to time. How do you how do you help listeners' moods um, in your morning shows? How do you how do you lift their spirits up?
1: Well, I think um, that's a really good question um, because I think whatever might have happened in your real life. Uh, you know you might be going through a difficult relationship you might be having an argument with the boss you might have a, a bill for the car that you don't know how the hell you're going to pay all of that stuff needs leaving at the at the the door of the studio because you are uh, a broadcaster in the BBC called Bernie Keith who's a great fellow at Northampton and he came out with this quote Uh, when I was doing some work with him a few years back and he said you know the thing about particularly the BBC in local radio Mm -hmm. is they forget that part of the role is to entertain and Reith talked about informing educating um, and entertaining and too often I think we forget the entertaining bit so you are there to entertain so leave the leave you know the the problems and I think it's a great thing when you're in a studio Uh, From time to time, you you know, life is giving you a bit of a kicking, but it's the one place in a studio that that actually people can't necessarily get to you. It's your own little world that you can inhabit for two or three hours or whatever it is and have a bit of fun. So it is not your job to take in your woes. But then I think
2: sometimes it can make, you know, you do hear presenters ranting don't you and you can hear them uh, getting stuff off their chest and sometimes I do think that also doesn't make for good radio but I guess it depends because I suppose it's just finding that balance isn't it because some stuff people will relate yeah. to like you say if you're having an argument with your boss um, there's been numerous times where some really big name DJs have ranted on air about their pay or their boss or whatever <laughs> um, but, and, and sometimes it's good fun to listen to but then other times you just think maybe they've gone too far
1: Well as an editor Mm. I think two two things. Um, one is there are things in your life that are uh, a bit crappy and that are good fodder. You know, it's good stuff to talk about on air. Uh, I'm having a real run-in at the moment with BT uh, as an example. I think and everyone has had a run-in yeah, with BT well, at some will, stage. Yeah, well, exactly. So I'm having a big run-in with, with their call centre in, in wherever it is in Southeast yeah. Asia or wherever it is. And I will use, you know I'm going to use some of that. I'm not going to go into the details of it, but actually, uh, a first-hand experience of something like that, told on air and in a way that you hope your listeners will um, uh, be interested in and will relate to. Well, that's kind of a good thing. But as far as the rant on air is concerned, I always used to say uh, when I was editing a couple of stations and, and actually when I employed new presenters, and um, you have this sort of honeymoon period. Um, when well, you know you sorted out the contract and you sorted out the show and and everyone's made promises that you, you kind of hope they're going to keep and I always had the conversation I said look you know this uh, this will end at some stage mm-hmm. I hope not soon obviously but uh, we're at some stage we'll part company and you'll go on to something else or I'll go on to something else can we just at, at the outset decide that, that you know we're not going to do it in an untidy Uh, way as you mentioned earlier on Um, because I also said the moment you start slagging the radio station off or I didn't put it quite as crudely as that but the moment you start having a pop at the radio station or your colleagues or uh, that show um, will probably be your last so um, let's not you know don't want to do that and I think it just shows a real lack of respect for your audience let alone your colleagues so, um, yeah, some of the, the the famous rants are quite good to listen to. And, of course, they do the rounds on social media. Um, and they're very special shows because they tend to be, they're so special, they have a name. And they're called Your Last Show. And uh, <laughs> I think that's, um, you know, I wouldn't want to leave a radio station after... However much I might disagree with the management or whatever, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't want to leave it like that. Really, to be known or to have well, uh, newspaper clips about you ranting on there like like some spoiled child.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose um, it's just it's it's a way of trying to get your point across, but it gets gabbled up, doesn't it? So, uh, what's what's the best way that presenters can, can actually get their point across or get their view across to someone um, when they when they're talking to
1: guests? um well that's a that's a a really topical um question certainly at the bbc at the moment the the presenters there are grappling with how you can be a big personality and have a view Mm -hmm. while at the same time remain impartial because the bbc doesn't have a view and the sort of line that um i've been involved in in rolling any of this training out so i am kind of hearing this third hand but from what I understand, the presenters are being uh, not told really that they've been guided to not fall into mistakes that that might be <laughs> might might be career-limiting. Um, so have an opinion on something that that doesn't necessarily uh, matter hugely. For an example, um, if you're doing a story in a local radio setting uh, about Accidents outside a school, you know, cars travelling too fast about outside uh, a school playground, okay? Let's suppose that's the story. Um, maybe a child's been knocked over or a lollipop man's buddy's lollipop knocked out of his hand. As a presenter, I think you can bang his thumb the table and get quite upset about that. Because in the end, of the end of the day, 99% of people would agree with you that speeding outside a school playground is outrageous. I oh, don't want to hear any more about it. Um, that's true. So there's not there's not an issue there. But if you were to start taking a view on, you know, whether Britain should be sending uh, sending forces into Syria or or taking a view on the Brexit debate from a few months ago, then for the BBC that's a real problem. Now different stations, different management yeah. uh, would would take a different line on it, and the sort of line that LBC would have. On their presenters and what they would say and the line that they would take to provoke calls well that's very different
0: mm-hmm um so what what are some um, what are some mi- mistakes that um, you hear quite often from uh, from new presenters um, that they commonly make
1: um... Gee, this could take a, a, a while. Uh, some of the common ones, like a top uh, five or something like that. Once, okay. Ones that really drive me nuts at the moment yeah. are presenters that shout too much, and they think that projection is the same as shouting, and I don't think it is. Um, and I don't think they use their voices and personalities uh, as well as they might do. So they just shout quite a lot, <laughs> and you know. Uh, so I don't like shouting at the moment
2: like chris evans on top gear <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah no names no pack drill but yeah out shouting I'm, I'm not keen on i think quite a few presenters um forget that this is a one-to-one medium mm-hmm. and again for every you know having said that take someone like chris evans um who will say you know good morning britain yeah well you can't be anything think less one-to-one than saying something like yeah oh, good morning Britain probably been unfair he's never probably said that so apologies Chris if you if, if, you, if you ever hear this um, but it is a one-to-one you you want to be talking to people rather than uh, on a one-to-one basis than the way you might talk to someone if you're on stage or, or you were at Wembley or, or something so that's quite important mm-hmm. And I think, oh, 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 now you've got me going. Now you've got me started. Now you've got me started. <laughs> uh, this is this, this is particularly rife at the moment, yeah. again. Forgive me using the BBC, but I've been... Uh, and I'm not having a go at the BBC. I love the organisation, and uh, I've spent most of my life um, doing hopefully good things for it. But one of the things that really hacks me off at the moment is, for all sorts of reasons, which we could go into... But the conversation that presenters have with the person on the other side of the glass. Oh, Julie, you're wearing. Look look at that thing that you're wearing today. Oh dear, oh dear. It's just meaningless. Uh, (laughs) Random names that you hear. uh, Yeah, I hear quite a lot, and and you'll hear them uh, having a You'll hear the presenter one side of a conversation, uh, supposedly talking to someone on the other side of the glass. Mm. Of course, you don't hear that. The other side of the conversation. Yeah, You it's quite. It's like a whole
0: it? one-to-one relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I heard this. <laughs> I actually heard this yesterday with uh, is it um Scott Mills and Craig James? Um, they were they were talking. Two DJs were talking to one another, and they were both referencing an event that happened that we that the audience didn't didn't know about, and like I was confused. They explained it eventually, but it was very confusing for the first two three minutes. and I I just switched off because. You know, And they mentioned uh, some editors as well, like um, uh, Pauline or something um, on the other side of the glass. It's like, who, what? And it's very disorientating when, when they do that. As a listener, yeah. It's yeah. so in,
1: isn't it? It's, mm. um, and it's insulting to the audience. You know, they, I think one of the other important things that uh, all presenters should do, and it's maybe more difficult once you get into uh, into the sort of Radio 1... Uh, level of, of broadcasting is you've got to live in the same world as your audience you know it's, um while you might be having a wonderful time in the media bubble of uh, of london or wherever the vast majority of your audience actually isn't in that world at all that's and, a very good point yeah um you know talk about things that that they will relate to talk about um things that are on the telly talk about things that um uh, that Are common everyday experiences like ringing BT in their call centers in South Asia um, <laughs> you know, talk about stuff that people understand, but but this, this, um, so it's different. I, I don't have a problem with zoos if there's someone who's mm-hmm. who's uh, you know, Chris Moores is an example, and oh, sorry, the, just... and the guys that surround and that's great you know that that's uh, great and, and they all have their own personalities and, and they have clear parts to play but randomly who oh, and john on the other side of the desk is taking uh, the other side of the glass is taking your calls today and uh, he's wearing a ridiculous stripy shirt you might mention that if you rig oh come on it's awful it's so, uh, awful
0: so presenters that um, that make like you know um, that have common mistakes like that, but there are some situations where you just have technical problems. Like just then, because um, uh, we're using we're actually using Skype for for this um, for, for this right now. Um, uh, sometimes the audio dips out, not very often, but that's a technical problem. How would you um, what would you say to presenters that have? technical problems that they that they can that they can't fix How, what would you recommend that for them to do don't panic <laughs>
1: um, don't panic is, is certainly one of them um, keep calm yeah. if it was just like a glitch and something drops out for, for a second or, or, or two you know, I wouldn't even mention it because most people will think, oh, well, it you know, must have been a bus going by or, or you know, whatever, whatever, uh, that This or, or with computers listening online. Mm. You know, we're all used to things dropping out from time to time, so I wouldn't even mention it, but if it were repeated or um, over, a, a, perhaps it was a... Uh, something that happens over, you know, more than five seconds, then you do have to reference it and mm. and say, you know, we've got a slight problem with that. Sorry, we're sorting it out, but don't go on and on about it. So, the other thing I'd say as a presenter is, although I was caught out the other day with with my eight minute nightmare, um, having a minute up your sleeve when you can, uh, it's a it's a good trick if you could, if you can learn it. Uh, having having just a minute up your sleeve of stuff you can talk about without even thinking so half your brain is saying uh, you're listening to uh, radio XYZ and we're broadcasting from blah 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 whatever it might be for a minute half your brains doing that bit and the other half is looking at the desk making sure the pre fades aren't up or whatever it might be the common mistakes that people make Uh, and half your brain is broadcasting and half is looking at the technical stuff trying to figure out what's going on if you can do that split your brain or just come up just practice this in the car or or on on your way to work or college or whatever just talking for a minute or 90 seconds uh about something that will cover you uh, i used to talk about stations and where they're based and um things coming up on on air just that the ability to just talk for a minute 90 seconds will get you out of an awful lot of trouble
2: so uh moving on to the next question some of our customers um do live shows and a lot of our customers also pre-record stuff so what advice would you give to people who are pre-recording content such as this actually and also what tools do you use or what tools would you recommend
1: Uh, i'm not really in a most of what i do is in a live studio so Mm -hmm. i'm not uh, really equipped to, to give people technical advice on microphones or studios or um, or whatever um, the most important piece of, of kit in any studio or for any broadcast is actually the bit sitting opposite the microphone or standing opposite the microphone uh, increasingly these days it's the human bit so I'm not really equipped to give uh, advice on the technicals what I would say is th- mm. there are some basic prep things from a presentation Point of view that I think are really important. Go I think you should go into um, into studios with a with a clear idea of, of what you want to do and what you want to say. Otherwise, you'll waste a lot of time. And I think one of the other really good tips is, um, t- particularly if you're on an early morning show or you haven't spoken to someone for a while, is um, sing or speak speak to anybody. Just get your get the the mouth and the tongue and the cheeks and the breathing just working. So, talking. Um, when I used to go and when I used to do breakfast shows, horrible thought. But I used to sing on the way into into work at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> because it would warm the voice up. You don't you don't want to overdo it, um, but you do want to just warm it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, being prepared. And having your voice warmed up uh, a little bit is a good thing. And it just well it doesn't go without saying because I'm going to say it. <laughs> so know, this- your equip- know your equipment. Know your equipment. And as I said earlier on, there's nothing wrong going into. A st- in fact, it, there's everything right about booking some time out uh, in any studio that you might be working in, and just going in and playing. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're going to be operating, pressing the buttons and faders and whatever it might be. You need to go in and just play. Ideally, don't put yourself on air. Um, I've certainly <laughs> I haven't I have done that personally, you understand, but I have seen it done, uh, which is a bit embarrassing when people do that. So make sure you're not going to go live on air, but mm. you owe it to yourself and to your listeners because uh, I don't play piano, but I'm told by those who do play piano that you get to a stage when you're playing the piano, you don't even look at the black and the white keys. You just play. And I think in radio, you, you need to get to that stage with the gear that you don't look at it uh, necessarily or concentrate on it. Your hands sort of look after all of that while your brain is thinking about things to talk about and mm. things to say.
2: And that's good advice. And I was looking at your site at the 101, well, it's aiming to be 101 different tips for radio. And I thought that was um, one of the bits that stood out, advice that stood out to me was every microphone is different in different studios. You know, get familiar with the mic because if you if you're too close or if you're too far away, it doesn't sound very good. So, you know, that's um, it's a good bit of advice.
1: Yeah. Um, well, thank thank you for plugging the website. Uh, yeah. Uh, GeraldMaine.com. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but but it's true. It, it's, it's um, it's just I was, practice, practice, practice.
0: Yeah. I, I, um. What I mean, out of all your your experience of working at the BBC, what would you, what would you say? Are, are um your um, essential tips for for um, radio presenters that, you, that you'd give
1: um, okay number one is listen and I think listening to radio of all sorts is just if you're really into the medium you'd want to do it anyway but I think it, it's it's um, you learn so much by listening to radio And not just you know if you're working in the BBC don't just listen to BBC programs listen to commercial listen to one of the great things great things that I've learned since leaving the BBC 18 months ago is how uh, this sounds patronizing and it's not meant to but there are some brilliant presenters on community radio stations up and down the country and, and students and hospital stations absolutely brilliant presenters and you learn something from everyone. Uh, of course, you know the, the rubbish presenters on those stations, just as the rubbish presenters in the in the professional world. But listen to radio these days with internet radio, you can hear stations around the world, uh, and I love listening to uh, stations in America, talk stations in America. And you don't copy them, but because uh, that's a mistake. That's a real mistake if you try copy uh something that someone's doing in a different market because it probably won't work in 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 the uk but just seeing how they're doing it how they're addressing the audience uh you you very rarely hear talk radio in america for example you know sort of ranting there are some ranters and shouters um but they're considered and and they're well read um so listen around it's certainly top tip Mm -hmm. Uh, what would be my next tip um as far as uh, as far as presentation is concerned um that old adage about be yourself just be yourself yeah. and that is true and that takes a bit of time to learn when, when i started broadcasting a uh, hundred years ago and some of my radio heroes um, at the time people like tony blackburn and, and uh, that range of radio one presenters from sort of 60s and 70s and and great broadcasters like ray moore and uh, the list goes on for uh, goes on forever um Mm -hmm. and if you're not careful you initially will try and sound a bit like them and who wants uh, i think tony's a fantastic broadcaster and we should hear an awful lot more of him don't get me going on that um but you don't want a cheap imitation of tony blackburn you want tony blackburn and in the same way i want to hear genuine people speaking in their own voices and talking about the things that are in their life in their own way Uh, because the the act that you can do better than anyone else in fact the act that no one can really do is you so um Mm And what's your... Trying to be yourself is, is your definitely one of my top three three tips.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My top tip yeah. is the one that never really happens, or that's probably untrue to say, never happens. doesn't happen as often as it should. Um, that presenters need feedback. And it's the bit that everyone hates. If you've just done a three-hour show, the last thing you want to do as a presenter is to go into your boss's office and... Um, who may never have sat behind a microphone, him or herself, and be told what you did right or wrong. And feedback sessions can be absolute disasters if you don't get it right. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the line, you need you need someone saying, um, even if it's just yourself, and you're listening back to ten minutes of a show. And it's one of the things I've been trying to do since coming back on air. is even if I listen just to ten minutes or to an interview. Um, I'll pick something up and think, you know, I I should have phrased that differently or or Mm. came in a bit quick there or um, speaking too quickly or didn't quite get the voice, whatever it might be. So listen back and be your own. If you're not getting feedback from the station people who should be giving you feedback, uh, then do it yourself. But undoubtedly, if you just leave the studio and think, yeah, that was great or it wasn't great, and then... Forget about it, and you don't just do a little bit of follow up. Then I think you're missing a big trick because you can learn so much and be so much better. Mm-hmm. So your
0: top three tips are: listen. That's number one. Two, uh, be yourself. And uh, three is take on board some feedback.
1: Great tips. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's. Um, and of course, there are 101 others on the website, yep. or at least there will be when we eventually get there. But uh, um,
2: how many is uh, it up to at the yeah, moment? I think there's about eighty or so. Is there?
1: Um, I don't even think it's that far, really. It's uh, I think we're in the in the in the sixties. But the nice thing about that is that every now and again, someone will stumble across uh, GeraldMame.com and uh, will see that and, and and drop me an email and say, "Oh yeah, have you thought about adding this to your list?" And it always goes on. Yeah. So there is a little bit of a, a community feel about it all. Everyone's. The great thing about this industry is that everyone's got a view on it, and um, most of them are really valid and uh, you can argue them over a, over a pint or or something, but uh, uh, you can never stop learning and it doesn't matter whether you've been in it thirty, forty years or um, or thirty forty minutes you're, mm. there's always something new to learn. yeah, that's
0: great. Um, well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us um gerald it's been it's been great. Very very interesting indeed, yeah. Thanks very much.
2: And uh, we'll you know, we'll put it we'll get it up online. If you, anyone wants to visit Gerald's web website, it's Geraldmain.com. M-
1: more plugs than in an ironmonger store. Yeah. Brilliant. absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> good luck with your good luck with your new studio. Nice to talk to you both. Cheers guys, bye. Yeah,